You're listening to ClearCast, the real estate fintech podcast by Clear Capital. This is a special mini-sode recorded at ICE Experience 2022 in Las Vegas, Nevada. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, so <laughs> so I've done you know a, a few of these now, so so we've just decided that we're just going to hang out and, yeah. and, and, uh, and have a great conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I'm, I'm here with my friend uh, Adam Chaudhry yep. from Funding Shield. Yep. And uh, uh, excited to just be able to talk. We haven't seen each other for since uh, annual. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. So yeah. first big show of the year. Yep. Are you happy to be here in, in front of a bunch of people in person? I yeah. love it. You know, um, <laughs> uh, I think uh, no matter what you are in tech, you're always selling to people. We always we can't forget that. So it's great to see everyone. Um, I think there's a lot of energy around. Um, the continued need to kind of leverage and drive efficiencies through the process. And yeah. I think. You know, clearly everyone talks about e-close and digitization, but I think, you know, including your firm, um, mm -hmm. I think part of the reason we're here at Funding Shield is we're on the mortgage fraud and risk side. And so that, that's kind of uh, a part and parcel to any digitization strategy is identity, confirmation of data, truth in the data, uh, and that's kind of really what we sell um, more specifically to settlement title closing, funding, mm. uh, in that part of the process. Um, and so it's been, a, it's been a fun show for us and yeah, happy to have to kind of delve into any direction you want to take this. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, yeah. fraud is a is a huge topic right yep. now. Yep. Um, I mean, every year we kind of think, oh, well, maybe now it's 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 not going to be a topic anymore. But yeah. it seems like it increases every yeah. year. Yeah. And especially right now with all the conversations around cyber attacks yes. and yes. and 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 all of that. Um, I, I would imagine that you guys are getting a lot more attention yeah. now. What What are you hearing? Um, yeah. you know, specifically in terms of problems that that lenders are having and, and, and others. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think um, you know maybe maybe taking a quick step back and mm -hmm. then jumping into kind of the, the fraud aspects that we look at. So kind of high level funding shield. Uh, we drive you know the, the automation around wire fraud and title fraud prevention, and that what that really means is we're helping money go to the right place as part of the mortgage closing process, funding process, disbursement processes. Hmm. But we're also making sure that there's actual accurate data recourse back to title insurers. That the data that's in, is in the LOS from a lender's perspective lines up relative to the data that's been conveyed in the title filing ordering process. But really what the title insurer has, because they're the ones assuming the risk and that has a recourse to back all these obligations that yeah. we're expecting. So the reason I start there is that in any workflow, and specifically in a workflow where you're taking third party and fourth party risk, i.e. you can build a data fortress, you can build a firewalls, you can build a security environment, hmm. um, even between, let's say, a large title company and also a lender. Yeah. There is that interchange of data, the communication of data, there is different levels and thresholds of that data being practiced. And there's also a high level of understanding by threat actors as to A, the recurring amount of transactions that take place, yeah. as well as a quantum of these transactions in terms of the dollar size. And that dollar size is what really attracts them. And as well as the fact that they understand that this market is such a large component of the US kind of overall economy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so disrupting any of those payment flows, it, it really is it becomes almost for you know, not just bad actors who are looking to steal funds, but also for nuisance and threats, mm -hmm. um, and also you know those ransomware attacks and other things where they understand there there is a perceived heightened risk. So, yeah. um, since the Ukraine conflict started, um, we're seeing tons more of phishing. We're seeing emails and calls coming in from lenders saying, "Hey, I don't know how I got this data into my system. I don't know where it came from. I even did phone callbacks." We're seeing VoIP takeovers. Wow. We're seeing websites being created that are artificial, and that always existed. I think it's just the pace at which it's happening. Sure. 
Um, and and we, we literally, the day that the attack started, and, and about a week before, uh, I just started seeing a whole lot of, in my even personal life, in my friends' personal lives, I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys saw it too. Yeah. So a lot more of those random texts, you don't know where they're coming from. Yeah. And a lot of that did start during COVID. Um, yeah. But those sort of, you know, multi-point attacks on mobile device to your personal email, um, to all the different communication points that you have, did start coming in. And so yeah. wh- why do we care about this at ICE, where presumably I'm in my LOS, I'm safe and I'm secure? Well, that's not the case when we're dealing with third parties right. that you're pulling in data in from, right? And, yeah. and settlement title agents, um, you know, they, they work very hard to protect data, but they're also being attacked in the same way. And not all of them have all this means and resources to protect the data the same way that maybe a large bank can, or mm-hmm. have the oversight and scrutiny uh, of having those recurring tests uh, on confirming that they're keeping up with those cadence of, of patching and updating and, and keeping systems up to line. So right. um, if Microsoft's getting hacked uh, mm. and having issues um, and has outages, uh, you know, yeah. it just kind of goes to show that um, obviously those are being for different reasons. Yeah. Um, there, there's definitely a, a lot of threat activity going on. Um, but I think, you know, one of the things we're talking about earlier is like what's going on in this conference? And right. what am I, you know, what are we seeing? Yeah. Um, I think the... The, the key focus, I think, is E. E close, E mm-hmm. note, E, right? And I think it's mm-hmm. the same theme that we heard yeah. last year and the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think the, that some of the conversations I've been having with some of the more senior, you know, kind of lenders and some of the folks that are on the lender side are saying um, education's needed. Okay. Um, I think the adoption numbers are not there. So there's a lot of spend on it. Yeah. But there's not necessarily a lot of utilization of it. And I think if we can marry up this digital journey, right? The provenance of my signature on a piece of paper is a yep. lot more comfortable for a consumer than, um, you know, a relatively unknown or, or a new right. way of, of a digital contract signage, yeah. right? So yeah. people sometimes we kind of forget that because we sure. get so enveloped in the consumer experience. Yes. Sometimes kind of forget, like, you know, I have done and signed, you know, this document. I feel good. I know I did it. I know it was me. We yep. did, right. So even getting down those brass tacks kind of kind of conversations around risk and fraud and almost needing that tangible yes. right right and all of it comes mm. down to identity a lot yeah. of it is confirming identity converting validity of parties um, mm. so I think I think um, that's been really good for us in many ways um, but we can't be uh, you know we can't ignore the headwinds right the challenges the volatility in the market um, you know you know you we had any uh, of fintechs um, yesterday you had uh, day before yesterday a firm couldn't make a half million dollar uh, ABS deal. It was a first failed ABS deal probably since the credit crisis. Wow. Um, and that has a lot to do with uh, their practice, you know, practices in the buy now, pay later space. So a lot of these fintechs have been moving so fast to get these dollars in front of, you know, and solutions in front of consumers. And now the regulatory piece is coming in, right? Yeah, so the regulators yeah. are catching up. The DOJ is catching up saying, hold on a second. You know, are we, are you doing enough to protect consumers? You can't just say, hey, I have this wrapper as a technology firm and absolve myself of liability yeah, yeah. and keep on innovating faster than the regulators are coming. At the end of the day, what's the core transaction and right. what's the risks that that core transaction present? Yeah. And, and that's how we build our business. That's how, when I was at banks, we built our, my, my portfolio of businesses when I was on the banking side and mm. investment banking side. And, and that's, that's how prudent players will always act. And that doesn't mean that a firm probably had any bad at intentions, but unfortunately the market interpreted it that way and there's some yeah. risk there. So, Interesting. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, this is an area that isn't talked about a lot you know, yeah. in terms of really the, the bridge between the real estate transaction and the, and, and the mortgage yeah. from a funding standpoint, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, this is often kind of covered behind the scenes, and, and people just expect it to work. They, yeah. they, yeah. they, <laughs> they expect that when, yeah. when money gets sent, it's going to go to the right place. Yep. But that, that doesn't always 
yeah. happen? I mean, what, what's sort of the percentage of time that, yeah. that things don't work out the way that yeah. you would expect? So, so the way we approach it is, um, like I said, we, we approach things, in a, we have a proprietary data set, we have a proprietary technology stack, we're not resellers or repackagers of data. So when we give our, our data is on our website, you can go to www.fundingsteel.com. Every quarter we report our quarterly findings down to the seriatim level of what documents, what licensing issues, what wire issues we found on a percent of transactions. Yeah. And it's been hovering around 40% of transactions have data elements that at least one element is incorrect, is inaccurate. Um, it could be data inconsistencies, but it's, oh. it's something that gives rise to either a document or a transaction that would have to be cleaned up post-close because mm -hmm. it could just be negligence or an error. Um, but it's this is us finding 40, it. 40%, yeah. did I hear that right? Yeah. That's so 40% of our clients' transactions, it used to be about 25 to 26. During COVID, the numbers went up. It hit about 49% in Q3. It came back down about 40%. Oh um, down to wires, it's maybe a couple percent of, of wires that have some inaccurate data, some altered data. And it could be just, hey, I'm sending my old account information uh, off my, you know, my title production system. And it could not necessarily be fraud per se, but right. what it also uh, shows is that that same risk element would cause, you know, if it were a fraud, those are the same data elements that would basically be uncovered and the inaccuracies and inconsistencies. So the way we approach this is, hey, it may not be fraud, but this would result in, um, you know, result in a movement of funds to the wrong location, a loss of time, a need to recover, a increased cost to close, yeah. right? And our clients care about that stuff. Um, as well as the fact that a lot of what we do is clean the data that's part of the transaction ahead of close, so that a lot of the post-closing trailing docs are improved. And yeah. so, you know, it's the same stuff we're talking about, right. you know, for the last two years we're talking about now. We really haven't changed our, our pitch per se in terms of the, the reason for it, um, but we have added some new products and technology as well. But, but in a way, for folks to get comfortable about automation, yeah and comfortable about um, you know, re removing humans from, from certain steps of the process, yep. right? Yep. I mean, they, they kind of need that level of security. Um, that, that there isn't something sneaking in yeah. <laughs> there, that, right? Well, and you I know. think the other, other thing is, is that, I think what you're trying to get at is, you need to make sure that controls are being applied. Yeah. And I think um, that's where we've been able to come in and, and effectively take the technology and, and provide it in a consumable format. That's like for our partners here at ICE, we have a very easy to use integration. You know, it's like a one click and then one of our more higher SLA product, products, maybe two clicks, mm -hmm. right? And it communicates back and forth and we deliver data in a way that it can be leveraged as part of the workflow, right? Build the reports, build the milestones, build the triggers uh, to lock the data down and yep. protect, protect the firm from its own internal operations, maybe um, missteps or or alterations of data or fat fingering of data, hmm. which is just as much of an issue when you're talking about moving money because it has to be right. 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 So right. that's one piece of it. But the other big one is the consumer side. So, you know, we're talking about what's new. Um, we have a product called Consumer Wire Account Verification Service, and it's designed to protect the home buyer during their hmm. uh, mortgage down payment. Mm -hmm. um, that's been a big area of, of concern. Um, we're teaming up and finding the partners to do this, but we're also delivering it direct to lenders uh, as a lender flow. So it's a B2B to C product. Okay. So we sell it through the lender mm -hmm. and other uh, parties like realtors and, and other parties are vested, have a vested interest in getting the home buyer yeah, uh, their, yeah. to their, you know, get the keys, right? So, yeah. Right. And so long story short, it's a mobile immersive workflow, a couple of steps, very easy to launch low code, no code sort of deployment. And now we're looking for the right partners to kind of distribute that product through as well as uh, the right product uh, partners, as well as lenders at, at a scale who've asked us to develop this. And then we actually built it for a money center bank who, who needed this as part of 
their uh, tolerance for errors and wires and customer complaints. As you know, the large money center banks have a very low threshold. Yeah. Um, and wire payments and down payments for real estate closings was a big area that people were getting you know, defrauded, confused, sending money to the wrong place. Uh, and no one likes that feeling of when you send a wire out not knowing where you're sending the money to. We've all been there. Um, and unfortunately, you know, it's not like, you know, it, it's not a good feeling. So it's a, it's a really great product and hope, solution. Hope is not something that uh, you want to be relying on. You know, I, I hope that it went to the right place. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's, so that, that's yeah. the idea here is, is, yeah. is kind of, and that, that kind of goes back to um, trust as well as yeah. data validation as part of the consumer experience. And we, we think there's a long, strong correlation on the research we've done as well as the feedback we've received from pretty large lenders as well as very large banks and financial institutions about the correlation between consumers' trust in the process mm. dri being a very big driver of customer satisfaction, especially in a digital workflow. Sure, yeah. Wow, well, that's, I mean, this is, this is super great timing, I think. Yeah. You know the the intersection of you know when you guys started and yeah. and, and and the need for it now in, in, in the market. Um, super appreciate the yeah. the time. Enjoy absolutely. the conversation as always. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Cool. All the best. All right. Thank you.